I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Hello, kitties. <laughs> you stole my line. It's not a great it. impression. It's not. I'm sorry. I tried to work on it, how everybody. He, but I, how does he do that voice? No, it's crazy. It's like high pitched, but kind of like it, it. It sounds like the lungs are a little dusty. Like you know, it's like a little. Mm-hmm. There's there's mm-hmm. there's like some gravel in there, but it's still really high pitched. I don't know. It's fascinating. John Kassir. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, crazy, genius. crazy, crazy dude. Genius, genius. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. I love him in Reefer Madness, too. <gasps> yes, so the musical. And, uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so wonderful. Good. And I do believe he played yeah. a part in an episode. I think it was the one with Lou Diamond Phillips and Priscilla Presley. Mm. Something about oil. Okay. Oh, you vaguely remember oils this, yeah. well that ends well. That's what it was called. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you got to have the puns. Classic like, puns. That's the, you know, I love yes, the puns on. on this show. They just the thing with this show is that it's just so playful and so silly. Yeah. You can't really take it too seriously because mm-hmm. they've got the no. puns. They've got the big name stars just hamming it up. You know, it's just great fun. There's so much double crossing you oh know? my the, god the, the twists like every episode has at least like two big double crosses yeah. it's, 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 it's great it's like yeah. really the basic rule of a tales from the crypt episode is that the main character will probably be someone who's a little morally ambiguous you know they're kind of like a, mm-hmm. sort of in the gray spectrum they're not really black or white they're somewhere in between they do things that are mm-hmm. a little sketchy and inevitably mm-hmm. their downfall will happen even if you even if they think they get away with it they will always get their just desserts for their their right. theft or their murder or their double cr- mm-hmm. crossing they will be quadruple crossed by the end yep it's beautiful well, it's often because they're just too fucking greedy you know always they, they, greed. they could just like do the bad thing and go on with their lives but like they just keep doing it yeah. over and over and over again and then they end up uh, messing with some some person who is offended by it, mm-hmm. and then that person will probably get their revenge on them yeah. at some point, or 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 just you know life in general will come back to bite them on their ass, like you said. Yeah, yeah. like a big cruel twist of fate. They love those in these two. It's, so it's gonna good. be a great twist of fate. That's beautiful. Some it's lovely Newton John there. Thank you. I think I think we need her for Tales from the Crypt. Why was she never on an? episode i think she would have mm. she would have fared very well on the show you know she could have right she i was gonna go through a list of like stars who were on this but oh, like God. You know, we, who wasn't uh, we'd this, be here you know? all week i mean <laughs> right. we're I know, gonna crazy. we're gonna be here all month but like seriously mm-hmm. we would be here maybe mm-hmm. all year mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty nuts. nuts i mean it's 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 shocking because this was still in the yeah. in the time when tv was sort of still sort of looked down upon if you were a big star of the motion pictures so for them to come on here um and and this was one of hbo's first real prestige shows if you will and even then i don't know if you can really call call it prestige but um everybody wanted to be on this show and there's also a lot of actors who directed 
on this as well. You have um, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger and Tom Hanks directed one too. Like all these actors, mm-hmm. they're like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can direct as well. Right, and some of them were quite good. Well, the um, yeah, they. Were. I mean, when we get to um, uh, television terror, you know, this Charlie uh, Picerni, right? Um, he's uh, Picerni. He's the um, director, and he's mostly a stunt performer. So oh, wow! There you go. I mean, they're yeah. they're. It's like one of the best episodes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like that's pretty su- yeah. surprising, because it's mm-hmm. it it's it, it's it seems like it's more from a a seasoned grizzled veteran of the horror genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but apparently not. This show is full of surprises. Yeah. And it, it really gives you a yeah. chance to see some of your favorite celebrities in a different light. They're kind of always mm-hmm. playing against type. And it seems like they're yeah. having a really good time, which is so infectious. Yeah. That's what makes it fun. It is. You know, come to think that Will and Grace kind of like picked up that baton from Tales from the Crypt, uh, you know, just like everybody wanted to be on that show and they were always kind of playing a little bit against type and stuff. Interesting. Look at you connecting your yeah. red string over here. There we here. go. Well, it, it, it just turned 25 this year. So I was thinking about <laughs> it this month. And uh, yeah, they, they've got a new podcast out where they recap like every episode. So I've been listening oh, wow. to that. So it's been on my, my brain. It's been fresh. Oh. It's um, Eric McCormick and... Uh, um sean hayes oh that's fun that's super fun i like that i i I need to give that a little a little listen in my ears yeah i like that it's 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 interesting because i i too was thinking what is the heir apparent to tales from the crypt and clearly it is will and grace easily (laughs) (laughs) now we know the question has been answered for all generations to come you will know who needs to reboot it when we had will and grace people come on (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised tail crypt keeper did not make a appearance on will and grace he did on um do you remember that um brotherly love show that was on uh disney channel with the three lawrence brothers i do not it sounds familiar he has like yeah, I mean, it only lasts for like a season or two, but he has a brief little cameo on there um, where one of the, I think it's Andrew Lawrence, is watching a TV and he just pops up on the screen and they have this little like conversation. But that's what was just crazy about this character that like he ended up transcending genres and yes. like just popping up everywhere for a while. It, oh, it's crazy. Man. In the 90s, he was everywhere around Halloween yeah. time. He would pop up. I mm-hmm. remember being so scared. Because I wasn't allowed to watch the show as a kid, but mm-hmm. around Halloween time at our local party city, they would put up these big cardboard standees of Elvira for Freddy Krueger and the Crypt Keeper. And just seeing yep. him, I would have nightmares for weeks. He terrified me. Mm-hmm. He was so scary. Yeah. He was, yeah, for, for the, in the 90s, he was as big as, yeah, any of these other big, um, you know, horror monsters absolutely you know? uh yeah like you said freddie and um jason but but i think it is has been a huge detriment to the show that it has not been streaming anywhere oh, i mean i, I just feel like there's so many younger people that, i mean it's on youtube but like you know you know the kids today they just yeah. wanted to be on and max like the first thing exactly first thing that's on there on netflix you yeah. know they, yeah they're like youtube what is this a library research montage i don't have time to right, go through exactly. that like exactly <laughs> Yeah. Who do I look like? Reporter Rachel Keller. Please. Mm. We'll have time for that. 
I prefer the makeover montage that we get oh, in Sin Deep. This is only possibly one of the finest makeover montages because oh, yes. it goes on for oh, about yes. 45 minutes and it's just <laughs> terrific. It's like, which is impressive for like a 20 minute episode. <laughs> it really is. It's about uh, three fourths of the episode. Um, yep. It's worth every second. Let me tell you the mm-hmm. fashions, the music, mm-hmm. Leah Thompson just smirking. I love it. Mm. I'm really into it. Leah Thompson. Yup. Fresh off uh, Back to the Future. Never heard Back of to the Future one. Part Two here. No, yep. that's uh, <laughs> got getting kind of obscure. I've, <laughs> kind I of think a, I've heard kind of, of a deep cut. Howard the Duck. That's probably her most well-known mm. work, I believe, Kevin. Well, <laughs> you know, her best work. I guess I should have led with that, but <laughs> she was always a little cult movie. She did <laughs> taking some risks. You know, she did that. She mm-hmm. she did this playing a grizzled, hardened prostitute, and I believe she said her. Mm. Her age in this was like, what was it, like 24 or 25? I was like, oh, my God. Something like that. Like, wow, that's like 10 years younger than I am now. That's really frightening. Yep. (sighs) You know the streets. It'll do it to you. I used to think she was so mature in this. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's a baby. What (laughs) happened, Leah? What happened? Yeah, I don't know what that that is about. Like, when you watch someone on TV, (laughs) they always seem like they're more mature than... They are exactly. But it's the the television effect, like watching Friends nowadays, and like they they all turn thirty on like that show, and you're like, really? Oh, like, they right. they turn thirty like midway through the show, like season five yeah, or six. Yeah. everyone turns. Yeah, and it's only some of them. Like everybody 30. else had already been thirty. And you're I think, like, by that what? Point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think maybe Ross was the oldest one. Like he was like thirty one or two, and and mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a second. So they were like twenty four, twenty five when this started. Really? Yep. How do they have those apartments yep. and those jobs and all these? Oh, that's like, always what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Big question. Yes. Yes. How did they afford those sweater vests? Oh. Rent control was out of control. <laughs> it yeah. sure was. I mean, I know it was the 90s and the economy was better and blah, 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 blah. But still, come on. I mean, it's kind of crazy that Tales from the Crypt is a more realistic show than Friends in some ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But... The reason I'd love to see this rebooted in a good way um, is because we have so many stars now I would love to see on the show. I mean, they got to quite a few of them, but there there were still so many that never got a chance to get on the show. And there's it would be so mm-hmm. much fun to to mm-hmm. do this again and just have all the big name stars of today. You know, that'd be so great. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Nicole Kidman may even step out of her ivory tower to do an episode i think she would oh no no i only do <laughs> prestige drama um but i do know some people at hbo and i think maybe they could persuade me to do it i don't know i'd have to talk to keith i don't know uh, uh, Cri- you know crib keeper and i are, are pretty close but we're so close he's super cute and maybe he could persuade me he's a, uh, he's a real yeah. goon and i think maybe he could do yeah. it yeah possibly it's some rights issue and it's getting really yes, frustrating because they they tried to reboot it a couple years ago and there was a rights issue there and then they can't put it on streamers because there's some and it's like who is holding these rights for hostage i, know. I want to know we need to find out and we need to go rogue and track them down and and like hold them ho- hostage and say listen up yeah buckaroo we have had it right we have it up to right. here with you and your rights issues right i mean at first it was yeah. the stepford wives and hello, Mary Lou prom night too. What is with all the rights? 
Kaflippy. Kaflippy. That's not a word. Right. That's not a word. Okay, I don't know. Kaflippy works. We'll go with it. Kaflugal? Kafluffle? Kerfluffle? Kerfluffle. Kerfluffle. That's a word. Kerfluffle. That's a word. What's that word again? Street? I don't know. I'm just... I'm just so over the moon and thrilled with watching Tales from the Crypt that I don't have words anymore. Words don't exist. Yes, it was fun. We were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for October. And this was always something we had been, we've been talking about this for like a year. Yeah. We we're going to do like a month of Tales from the Crypt episodes. And it just never really happened. We were, we almost did it over the summer and then some stuff came up and it's just, uh, we were like, what better time than like the spookiest month than the, I mean, just the, the most playful month also of the year. Absolutely. That's the, the wonder, the wonder of Halloween. You get the spooky with the playful and the fun and the, the darkly comedic. It's just the perfect month. Well, you know, there must be something in the air or in the water because I have seen about four people since we decided to do this who have been yeah. posting like, oh, just breaking out my Tales from the Crypt DVDs because it's spooky season. And I'm like, well, interesting. Mm-hmm. We did p- pick a really good time for this. People I are so. getting back into it, which I love. Well, they're nice because you could just like put one on right before bed mm-hmm. and then, you know, the next night put another one on. It's, it's they're yeah. the perfect length. They're not super long. It's yeah, nice. Ha- it's great. Half hour. Kind of my, yeah. Like I remember starting that that new Twilight Zone reboot and I was just like, why are all these episodes like so fucking long? Like yeah. they just come on. I don't care for when they do that. I think some stories just they, they need to be told in a nice crisp 30 minutes or less. Yeah. And you don't yeah. need to add on all this extra stuff. We don't need an extra B plot. You know, just keep it nope. simple. No. Nope. Nope. Especially with nope. an anthology show. You know, like you, you want it to be, mm-hmm. you know, really quick and to the point. Yeah, absolutely. And these do yeah. that. They do it beautifully. Yeah. It's like, there's they're not really supposed to feel like real people to like a large degree i mean somewhat but it's satirical so you know if if they feel too real then you almost lose the satire element Mm -hmm. i don't know that's always been the hard thing with satire it's like you know if if it's too real then it's like it's not really satirical because they're supposed to be heightened versions of people exactly so it's yeah and this 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 walks that line very well and uh yeah 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 this this was this is gonna be fun um absolutely you're you're you know a bigger fan of this than even I am because I've seen all of them like at least once and multiple some of them multiple times mm-hmm. the ones I really like but it's gonna be fun to revisit some of these because it's it's been a while for me well it's a show where there are very few duds and well unless you count the final yeah. season which I don't think we'll be going into that because we're trying <laughs> yeah, to keep okay. things yeah. fun and that was not a yeah, fun yeah. S- season really right at, at all there's like maybe right. two or right. three that are watchable and the rest are like this is tales from the right. crypt what does that does not feel like yeah. it whatsoever um, it's crazy that they were just firing on so many cylinders like from the beginning yeah. like the first season and we picked two from the first season mm-hmm. because it's like it was just already great like yeah. it was just like fully fu- the pilot is fucking yeah. great like it's just it's crazy that it was just so good you know yeah I really don't know how they did it and and uh, it, it's it just right out of the gate you have a great sense of the tone that the rest of the show is supposed to, to have and it usually does yeah. They usually keep it pretty consistent. Every now and then there's one that's like, this feels a little too goofy or it feels a little too creepy and not really, they mm-hmm. didn't quite hit the mark, but it's right. even when they don't, it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're probably going to get at least some great over-the-top performance that oh, makes yeah. it memorable or Absolutely. some, you know, interesting little 
twist in the story that keeps you entertained. There's mm-hmm. there's gonna be something, you know. They're yeah. great with the twists. The yeah. talent pool in this is possibly unsurpassed by any other show except maybe like Thirty Rock or like or like you said maybe yeah. Will and Grace. I mean, just mm-hmm. the amount yeah. of people with crazy amounts of talent deciding to come on and play in these ridiculous stories is yeah. it's so much fun to watch. Just great people behind the camera too. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, well, even just producing, you got Walter Hill, who is known for like The Warriors and mm-hmm. Forty Eight Hours and blah blah blah. Robert Zemeckis, you know, oh, uh, God, as we yeah. said, Back to the Future. Uh, you know. I, Forrest Gump, I don't know all that. <laughs> that's pretty far down the list. Death, Death becomes, becomes her. her. That's a better <laughs> option. Yes. Who framed Roger Rabbit? You know. Uh, oh, what lies beneath? What yeah, lies there beneath, we go. Of course, yeah. Uh, of course, of course. Richard Donner, you know, Superman, The Omen. Yes. Uh, classic. Obviously, you know, the There you go. Mm-hmm. He knew what he yeah, was what, doing. I mean, like, really, one of the most formative modern-ish horror films, really. Think about, like, how many rip-offs of The Omen there have been over oh, the dear years. Oh, like, Yeah. There's always some kind of kid yeah. that might be the the devil. Like, pfft. Right. They right. have one in every kindergarten. I mean, it's classic yeah. Yeah. nowadays, you know. Right, right. Uh, produced by Joel Silver, our favorite human being here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did we find out he was an asshole? Right? I think we did. We're still, it's still up in the air. <laughs> there was like some episode, it was either Ghost Ship or Bordello of Blood, where we were like, oh, he yeah, is an I was asshole. Like, pr- I've heard he's an asshole, yeah. but <laughs> I, I hope I'm not con- confusing him with someone else. <laughs> I think it was confirmed, but I'm not 100% sure. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never met the man. Yeah. I mean, so I really can't, right, I can't exactly. say anything, but... Right, right, Something right, right. sounded like slightly asshole-ish, and I was like, that's a shame. Exactly. Because exactly. he's brought us so many delightful uh, works of art. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't, there's I mean, there's not a ton of like behind the scenes stuff here, folks, because uh, you know I don't have individual production notes for each episode, unfortunately. Really, but, Kevin, uh, you had one job, one job. No, I should have. There's probably some book out there that probably gets into like the behind the scenes stuff for each episode there should be there's there not really, like is somebody oh, writing yeah it? like a coffee table book that would be fun yeah that would be great yeah and they can show like the little artworks that they have in the book when he first opens it up oh opens it up and it's like tonight's tarot tale yeah. is you know i love that yeah artwork that'd be, great. that'd be great um i can tell you that these eyeballs that the crypt keeper has are the exact same eyes used for the chucky doll in child's play i knew that fucker looked familiar it's crazy yeah, the moment he looks. Well, he kind of changes, like, throughout the series, like the way he looks, uh, well, right? Because yeah. in season one, he's a little low budget. He's very kind of yeah. He doesn't move. He a moves lot. more in season one. I, I yeah, I, yeah. I feel like he moved less in season one. Oh really? I, I feel like I he just does. remember him just like sitting there. Yeah, in he just kind of seasons. I don't know. Well, I don't. I just remember him like doing Maybe. more complicated things. Mm, yeah, that would make sense. I think they just kind of increase the bud, the bud, the budget a bit, and they probably. probably get more puppeteers and stuff. Right. Yeah, it says it took six puppeteers to do this. Um, it was designed by legendary monster creator Kevin Yeager. Yes. Um, who also created Freddy Krueger. Well, he didn't so really some, create him, but he did. Well, he didn't create him. He did part. He helped two, I think. I think he did the makeup for mm, part two. Why does it say? Okay, maybe that's a. Why does it say created on here? Then? I know he did 
Chucky, right? He did Chucky. Yeah, maybe they the just did that wrong. Did they? Maybe this is they're lying. To Why me. are they lying? Um, yeah, just known for Freddy Krueger's makeup. Yeah, yeah like you said, part I two. I don't know why two, it says but... this. Who knows? All right, well, well. <laughs> there's that. Thank you for lying to me. I used a different source other than Wikipedia this time, so oh, there you go. Because no. there was like nothing on Wikipedia about like the production history. So, are like, you okay. on the dark web again, um, Kevin? God. Uh, yeah, I know. Apparently, they lied to you on on there. Didn't you mm-hmm. learn anything from unfriended? D- dark web <laughs> dark web <laughs> god i prefer the little ghost girl from the first unfriended so <laughs> she was so sassy she was like i'm gonna kill all yeah. of you and you're gonna like Every it single one of you good for her yeah yeah um yeah like you said this was like one of hbo's first really big quote-unquote prestige hits right and uh um they had done the hitchhiker before this which was similar it's a very similar concept anthology horror crime suspense stories but they weren't based on comics um and that lasted Mm -hmm. maybe a few years and it also had a problem where i think the later seasons i think they started to film in paris or something and they weren't as good Mm, yeah it was like so they kind of moved as well i don't know i i can't remember why these shows decided to move to another country in their final seasons mm. i don't get it like maybe it was just cheaper maybe I don't know, but yes yeah, tax think breaks it, I, I don't know who knows yeah, yeah, who knows? yeah that's <laughs> entirely possible yeah strange apparently a pr company that was uh in charge of the show they did these screenings of tales from the crypt episodes and test audiences somebody said it's not tv and someone else followed up with, no, it's HBO. Oh, shut Which, up. Really? If, if that sounds familiar, <laughs> it's because <laughs> it's the whole fucking catchphrase of HBO. Is it still that? You think? I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. HBO barely exists anymore. Everything's yeah, just like now it's max. max now. So yeah, who knows? That's I don't true. know. I mean, the channel the channel's still out there, but who knows? Yeah, do they still uh, say that? Because they said it all the time throughout the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. Right, like right. Sex it's in the, sex in the City is going to come on t- t- tonight. But don't worry, it's not TV. Uh-huh. It's HBO, which was code yeah, for you're yeah. going to see boobs and dicks. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And I was like, what time? I'm in. I want to see them all. <laughs> 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. <laughs> I'll make sure my parents are doing something else so I can sneak it. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, they also filmed two versions of a lot of episodes if not all of them i don't know uh one for syndication and oh. one for the official one that they would air on television oh um, yeah I, it probably wasn't like filming that more it's probably well, just like cutting it editing it down you from know? what Maybe. i remember because i was first exposed to the show on syndication it, it, it was on sci-fi they had like tales from the crypt thursdays oh, right and they would play yeah. like a ma- yeah. marathon i swear it was like six hours worth and yeah. the episodes, I don't remember any different footage, but I do remember they were cut viciously. Mm-hmm. And right, right. I don't think I really knew exactly how edited they were until I they released a few of the episodes on video back in 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 the day. And I remember right. renting one and being like, oh, my God, this is so gory. And there's so much sex and nudity and language. This was not on the sci fi channel. It was right. shocking. So they definitely cut hmm. them. And I think they also cut them for time. So they would cut full scenes, even, even, even if they weren't ex- explicit, just to squeeze in those 
pesky commercials, which was unfortunate. But mm. yeah, yeah, I hate when they do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because these episodes, at least two of the ones we watched, were like a full like 28, 29 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense. They would have to cut it down a bit to like fit into with, to get the commercials in there for the syndication. Unfortunately, yeah, there were definitely a lot of lines I think in Only Sin Deep that did not make it to the syndicated versions and it wasn't necessarily cursing Mm. it was just like we're gonna take out this line from her hooker friend because we don't have time like and it was like but it's a fun line you should keep it (laughs) yeah it's great yeah do you remember the the animated series that also spawned i remember it was a thing but i don't think i've ever seen it i don't I don't know. I, I think I watched like a, a couple episodes, but yeah, I don't. Remember. It, it apparently ran for quite a while. Um, was it on like Fox Saturday or morning something? on ABC from 1993 ABC. to 1999? That's a pretty big Wait, chunk of time. Seriously? There, yeah. Wow. That's what it says here. That That's cannot crazy. be true. Someone's uh, lying to you. <laughs> let's see what the real Wikipedia says. You've been lied to. <laughs> probably this whole thing has just been like it was probably it was probably written by ai this whole thing (laughs) everything you've heard is probably just a giant fucking lie um okay so (laughs) because i only seem to remember uh, for like a season maybe two unless i'm truly just losing my mind which is very possible I have no um, idea. <laughs> gosh, why is it just not now? It's just not not showing this on it. It doesn't want us to know. Uh, well, it says the series was canceled and then came back in 1999 as the new tales from the Crypt Keeper. Oh. So apparently, they just tried it again. Oh, that's so weird. it only ran for like three seasons in total. Apparently, here. didn't they do that um, to Are You Afraid of the Dark as well? Yes, back for like a which season. Is probably why I noticed the um only the first like five seasons of that are streaming on paramount plus but they don't have the last like two seasons oh, so that's yeah. probably why a rights issue with that but i remember it wasn't as good when it came back yeah, anyway so i don't it, think fine. we're missing much i don't remember being that yeah. good i do think was it alicia cuthbert that was on there though she was like mm. one of the new like midnight society kids uh, yeah i think so how do you say it yes yeah huh so that's what we're missing crazy yeah that was a great like introductory to um like shows like tales from the crypt Absolutely. you know it's like our parents wouldn't let us watch like tales from the crypt mm-hmm. but you could always watch are you afraid of the dark and which uh, is very similar yeah it's you know great. it's just sort of yeah it's and what's interesting is that re-watching are you afraid of the dark i always expect it to not hold up i'm kind of like this is going to be so boring and cheesy cheesy and some of them are but the majority yeah. of them are still very strong it's good story yeah telling it's right very well done absolutely i agree um that's most of the stuff Aaron. of course uh, we had two movies come out of this one we've already covered bordello of blood and the other one was a demon knight yes. and uh, i think there was also some like game show do you remember a this it was show. like the crypt keeper was like in charge of it i can't remember what it was called Sounds delightful but i just saw clips from it yeah what uh it oh uh secrets of the crypt keepers haunted house oh i can imagine why it got canceled with that terrible fucking name <laughs> but <laughs> got a it mouthful. looked like it was like a what was that show that was on Nickelodeon? Not the Legends of the Hidden Temple, but there was another one that was kind of video game adjacent. 
I can't oh, remember no. what it's called. Um, but it, yeah. Oh crap. It was with like arcade games. You remember this? It sounds really familiar. I can't remember. But yeah, the, the clip I watched looked adjacent from that. So maybe I'll go binge the like five episodes of this that were made or something <laughs> Who i know there was a pinball machine that was tales from the crypt because i mm. i used to see it somewhere in like the mid 90s had... somewhere mm. yeah. and okay. they had trading cards because for some reason my dad sold them and i don't know why mm. i'm still not sure about that part of his job i'm not sure why he sold trading cards but he had like he had cards for like that and i think maybe like cheers and star trek or something and there were mm. like board yeah. games that he sold i just rem- 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 remember yeah. the tales from the crypt cards because those scared the right. shit out out of me right yeah yeah it was just it was huge there a lot of merch for, for several years in the in the 90s and then just kind of disappeared over the you know past couple years because yeah. they haven't done anything with it because whoever That's is holding true. the rights is just like not letting them do anything and it's, it's really sad frustrating as hell because i think this is a great time to bring it back i think people would yeah. still get a lot out of this and have the best time right because a well, lot horror of is becoming just... goofier again absolutely too. I mean, megan look at fucking megan yeah. like barbarian these like yeah. goofy fucking horror movies mm-hmm. it's it's a good time to bring back something with a little bit of humor in it like absolutely this. and i think people would be shocked like oh demi moore is in one what like th- yeah. this is yeah. wild you know it's i think they'd be very surprised like is that terry hatcher what is she doing here <laughs> you know like i mean gen zeros would be like i don't know who that is but okay who is that <laughs> desperate housewives oh i wasn't i wasn't born when that was out oh god like that was (laughs) i was born on season six i'll be like fuck you (laughs) oh no it's true though it is true (laughs) i have college freshmen because i teach at a university and like they're like 2005 or something it's just ridiculous it just gets worse every year like they were born it's it's, So they could use the education that Tales from the Crypt can provide them. It's imperative that we bring this back. Absolutely. It's really our divine intervention here. Our manifest destiny. That's the the term. Yeah, listen, we we manifested a a, a Drop Dead Gorgeous release. Maybe we can manifest a Tales from the Crypt rights thingy. Mm, I hope so. I I hope so. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a nice Blu-ray release while we're at that it. Nice 4K. Lovely. That'd be great. Because it's clear know? these these were shot on film, and I'm sure yeah. they, they would look wonderful all cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah, there are some decent remastered versions on YouTube that like mm-hmm. fans have done. So folks, yeah. if you're trying to find a place to watch, like that's probably the best place until it pops up somewhere else. Yeah, there's a yeah. channel called like Crypt Tube Sump something. And it and mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. person has remastered all of them, I guess from the DVDs in 4k and you know it's not it's Mm -hmm. not going to be perfect because it's not actually coming from a a 4k source but it does add Mm -hmm. a lot and it's a surprising amount so check out those if you can if you can find them yeah they're quite good totally yeah so we picked uh three episodes Mm -hmm. for this first one and we will probably continue to do that sure Um, will i suppose we should Start with uh, the first one in chronological order here, oh, which is okay. Dig That Cat. He's Real Gone. What a title. Yes. What a title. Uh, directed by Richard Donner. Oh, beautiful. Of, as we said, the Omen fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Terry Black, 
who also wrote Dead Heat. Um, he's also the brother of Shane Black. Oh, wow. Um, who's done a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. And uh, Stephen Dodd, who is, I think he's like credited as a writer in almost all these episodes. Um, he must have just been sort of there to make sure everything was cohesive or something. But he, he, he keeps coming up in the titles here when I look for the writer's oh. credits. Um aired on june 10th 1989 so we're still wow. in the late 80s here for this first beautiful. season here beautiful yeah so beautiful i love it what's going on well there is this homeless guy who is yeah. found by a mad scientist happens every day and he's yeah. like hey i'll pay you all this money if you are a part of this little test that i'm gonna do with this cat and what I'm going to do mm-hmm. is I'm going to remove the cat's brain and stick it in your brain and see if you have nine lives. And he's like, sounds good. I'm in. And <laughs> because like, what choice does he have? He's in like a cardboard box. Yeah, he's not? like, I got nothing else to yeah. do. Sure. Right, and um, right. he wakes up from this experiment and is like, what happened? My head hurts. Ah. And the doctor pulls out a gun and is like, kablam. And he's like, all right. And then he comes back to life. And he's like, that really hurt. Why did you do that? And he's like, it worked. It worked. You, well, you played by uh, <laughs> Joe Pantoliano here, who did a, a lot of supporting roles in the 80s and 90s. Or Joey Pants for short. Yeah. Yes. And he, Joey Pants. he recently showed up on Chucky as a friend of Gina Gershon yes, and did. Jennifer Tilly because mm-hmm. they did Bound oh, together. Great episode. Yeah. And I find him slightly sexy. I'm just going to say it. I can see it. Yeah. yeah, he's got that weird offbeat kind of sexiness to him. I like yeah. a weird offbeat sexy. I do. Well, there you go. There you um, go. And so they decide to take this act on the road and make a little bit of money. So they find this mm-hmm. carnival that's not doing that well. It's kind of a junky carnival. And they oh, say like... I love a carnival. Oh, my God. It's the best. Just I, I yeah. love it. Especially this, this think, time of year. Oh. This, wonderful yeah oh it's so great this is so probably what, uh, this was my pick folks this is the one I, I was like i i love this episode for whatever <laughs> reason but i think the carnival aspect and just like i don't know i like the concept of nine lives and things like that oh so. yeah and the twists twists many twists there's, in this there's one. multiple ones i hope yes. i can even keep yes. keep up because there's so many pa- yes. packed into 30 minutes and right so they decide to become this act um by showcasing that he um he can die and come back to 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 life the only problem right. is that every time he dies it takes him longer to come back um mm-hmm. so like the first time they do the act it doesn't really go that well because everybody leaves because he he's like he just looks like he's he's totally dead he's like submerged right. in a a water tank and he's drowning uh-huh and um yeah. and he meets this other girl that 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 works there and they become like an item and um mm-hmm. and she's all like do you want to go out for dinner after this and he's like i'm drowning like get back to me later and um <laughs> and then eventually he does come back to life from this water tank and the guy in charge of the carnivals all like everybody come back look he's he's alive yay and so this act just takes off and becomes this huge hit they're all making crazy amounts of money but right um you see this guy starts thinking that maybe he can make more money if he kills off his doctor friend and Mm -hmm. he does he stages a car crash where the doctor dies he dies too but of course he can come back you know 
Yeah. Not the smartest move. Not really. You know, he could have just killed the doctor without killing himself and exactly. wasting one of his lives. Yeah. But he doesn't again, really this think is, well. This is the, the, the thing. They don't always plan these things out in these they really don't here. it's like they 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 love a good life of crime but they're never yeah. the sharpest tool in the shed you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so he keeps at this and he's making a lot of money and he's keeping his lady friend very satisfied they're having a good time and yeah. planning what to yeah. do when he can finally no longer do this forever and um, yeah, every one of his deaths is just like a totally different setup. It's Sometimes ridiculous. He's a cowboy. And, yeah, there's, um, and, you know, there's one a time cowboy. He's being hung with like a noose, right? And mm-hmm. um, and then one time he's like an archery something. They they have to shoot him behind this, this like, like bear thing. thing. It's like describe a it. bear yeah, with like yeah. the heart cut out, and they have to aim for the heart. Yeah, and they're and, <laughs> and nobody like, can do it. But then this this state fair <laughs> archery champion just happens to be there. He's like, oh, I'll do it. And then there's like there's um they start asking for like a thousand dollars i think up front just to mm-hmm. have the chance to do it um right. but then if right. if they miss like they don't get their money back so they're just like pocketing yeah. all this money and so yeah right. he's getting killed multiple times and then i think he's electrocuted by like this granny at some point too yeah. and at one point uh, he doesn't wake up so they take him to the morgue and so he has to decide to like leave a note with his girlfriend to make sure that if he he doesn't wake up in time they don't stick him in the morgue which doesn't always mm-hmm. work um but then she pays off the person at the morgue and everything's fine because they have all this money now yeah and she's getting yeah. a little fond of the money too herself um and so she at some point decides to kill him and take all uh-huh. of his money and leave the circus. Good, good performance here by uh, Kathleen York. Very over the top. Yes, very fun. Character. Very sort it. of yeah, like yeah. Miss Adelaide, um, sort of, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, oh, uh, all, all, oh, Audrey. Audrey, yes. Very, very sort so. of, yeah. you know, stereotypical, dumb, blonde, kind of squeaky, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Resurrection! <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that. <laughs> She commits, and that's what everybody mm-hmm. has to do in one of these episodes. The harder they commit, the yep. more fun it is. Yeah. And so then he's like, okay, this is bad. I want 100% of the profits from everything. And mm-hmm. the guy that runs the circus is like, I don't know. And he's like, okay, well, I I basically own this act. So, you know, what you going to do? Like, you're nothing without mm-hmm. me. So he reluctantly a- yeah. agrees. And for... This next death, he's going to be buried alive in a coffin. And he's getting kind of cocky because he's like, ah, ha, ha, like I always come back. But then he starts thinking like, wait a second, how many times have I died? Wait, oh, shit, they killed the cat first. So technically, I've only had eight lives and this is my eighth one. Mm. Oh, no, let me out of the coffin. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have any more lives left and no one cares they're just like you know stay in there yep and then the little cat comes and just is like meow meow (laughs) you had it coming he had it coming yeah Yeah. it's uh he again got a little too greedy that's if he would have just you know uh and uh 
surrounded himself around people who were maybe not the best people. No. And, uh, yeah. Enablers, really. Enablers who... Enablers, really. And some of them are pretty sleazy and greedy themselves. It's just, it's all exploitation yeah. all around. Right. He was exploited right. by the doctor at first, and then he right. exploits everyone else. They exploit him. Everyone's right. getting exploited in this. Yeah. I also feel like this is where I got the wheel of misfortune thing that we used to do. I kind of forgot about that. Oh, but like, wow. Crypty says something about that at the very end of the episode. And I'm like, is that where I got this from? That's Wait, I forgot about the wheel of misfortune. Mm-hmm. Oh, that takes yeah. me back. We should bring it back someday. Someday oh, we'll bring it back. I like the wheel of misfortune. That, that was a good time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> good times. Yes. Uh, good episode. Times. Very good. And this Fun was episode. the second episode of the show, I believe. Um, Very good. Says the third. Oh, oh, wait, oh, yeah, yes, that's right. It was the third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knows though? Like, sometimes yeah. the air and yeah, sometimes the, the 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 way they're released on DVDs is not always the same. And it, who knows? But yeah, no, I think it was the third. Yeah, because it was the man who was death and all through the house, and then this one. That's right. 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 Yes, because right, these right, were right. released all three of them on a VHS tape back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I yeah. first saw this one, and it's yeah. uncut glory. Yeah. Right, right. So now we're moving a whole episode later. Oh, man. I hope you can <laughs> to, handle the move. Right. It's a long journey. To only sin deep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> only uh, sin deep. Di- <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Howard Deutsch. Deutsch? Deutsch? I think it's Deutsch. I think, I think it's Deutsch. I think it's Deutsch. We'll go with Deutsch. Uh director of pretty woman not pretty woman it's like pretty wait what pink. there we go <laughs> pretty don't you rewrite something. history <laughs> <laughs> sorry gary marshall i mean makeover montages um, can confuse one i think it does feel kind of like something from pretty woman <laughs> pretty woman yes yes no mr deutsch did uh pretty in pink and some kind of wonderful yes. which are now considered you know staples of the teen oeuvre from the 80s and i believe and, he's uh, married to leah thompson mm, that would make sense or was because they have a daughter or was. zoe i think is her name right oh okay yeah. okay so what has she done has she been has she, she was in that uh, yes do i know her she was things? in that ryan murphy show the politician that like you, nobody saw oh <laughs> like, yeah but yeah, the she one was, was good at it for three seasons <laughs> yeah. but like has not they were like we'll be back interesting like, will you will you really i don't think they ever officially canceled they were just like we'll just yeah we'll let it die because nobody watched I think it it's the same <laughs> with that ratchet show they were like we're coming back for season mm-hmm. two it's been like three years they're so, like we're not gonna come back right but are you like yeah. we're just gonna leave you hanging <laughs> yeah yeah but this was uh written by Fred Decker. Oh, yes. Uh, of course. Night of the Monster Creeps. Squad. Night of the Creeps. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. All-time favorite horror movies. Yes. Yeah. Night of the Creeps. Um, and once again, Stephen Todd is... Dodd is listed on here. So again, I think he was just involved with making sure everything went as planned, I guess. Maybe he wrote know. like the Crypt Keeper intros and outros Ooh, or maybe. something. Maybe. That would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. It would be good okay. for the Crypt Keeper to have like one singular voice. That would make a lot of sense just to yeah. have. That would make that. sense. Because yes. it would be kind of okay. difficult for a new writer to come in and be like, oh, I've got to write that part too. Oh, crap. You know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And this aired on June 14th, 1989. Uh, so uh, let's dive in. Okay. Well, there is a prostitute named Sylvia Vane, like the weather. 
Yes. And um, <laughs> the if you're nasty. And uh, mm-hmm. and she has big dreams of getting out of this bracket and getting off the streets. And she's like, my face is my meal ticket, honey. And I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to go to those parties across the street with all those ritzy, glamorous people. And her friend is like, okay, girl, no, you're not. And <laughs> there's a pimp that her friend uses or who is used by the pimp. Um, and, uh, and so she decides to seduce him and rob him with a gun and it doesn't end well cause he fights back. So she has to shoot him and kill him. And then she steals all of his expensive jewelry and tells her friend that she is freelance now and, uh, and runs off to a pawn shop and tries to pawn all this stuff that she got off of him. And the guy that runs the pawn shop is like, uh, this looks like it's kind of hot. I think you might have stolen this. You better get the hell out of here. And she's like, well, fine. Fuck you, too. And he's like, what? wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Come back in here. You might have something that I want. And she's like, what? And he's like, okay, for this much money, I'm going to take a mold of your face. And she's like, okay, sounds good. And he's like, but... I'm taking your beauty. And she's like, okay, sure. Yeah. You're taking my beauty. Whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he Whatever. pays her all this money and she goes off and has a fantastic shopping spree makeover montage, which is my favorite yes, part of the episode. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. <really. laughs> In the meantime, we discovered that this guy has been taking molds of many women's faces to bring back the beauty of his dead wife, who he keeps as a corpse in the back of his pawn shop through mm-hmm. the magic of voodoo or hoodoo or something. I don't mm-hmm. know what he's using mm-hmm. or his own crazy yeah. magic he made up. I don't know. Um, yeah. Spoodoo. Yes, yeah, Spoodoo. He, he does the sp- Spoodoo. <laughs> Spoodoo's Pawn Shop is what it's called. We never find out the name, but now we know. Um, I like, what is her line where she's like, I didn't know you was a teen idol. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's like a little line. So random. <laughs> so, and she's kind of sassy and fun, but kind yeah. of like a terrible person. So, as yeah, most like of the of them, pe- yes. people are in, yes. in these episodes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she starts living the high life. She gets all dressed up in, in her new clothes, gets herself a limo, and attends one, one of these fancy schmancy parties where she seduces the man throwing it in a very delicious soap opera-esque scene <laughs> where they're like oh, yes. playing cat and mouse. And, and he's all like, hello. And she's all like, hello yourself. And it's like, it's just so ridiculous. (laughs) And they end up leaving the party and like making out in an elevator. And then it flashes to like four months later and she's having the best time. They are still together. She's hanging out in the bathtub. And then she starts to notice this little wrinkle, kind of like this little crow's foot. And she's like, that's weird. I'm only like 24, 25. That's kind of strange. Um, and then it just keeps getting worse and no cream will work and she's really stressed out and her little boy toy decides to leave for a business trip and things just start getting worse and worse and worse and she ends up having to wear a veil on her face because she's so ashamed and she goes to see a doctor and he's like well we've ruled out cancer and stuff um have you come into contact with anything like toxic or weird in the past few months and she's like oh shit that guy that made a mold of my face what was that about right and it's very like death becomes her adjacent yes very much so face just like falling apart Yeah. yeah yeah and and she's like oh i think she said i think i think she might be like supposed to be like 21 
because at some point she ah. she's like I'm I'm 21 years old what am I gonna look like tomorrow right. and so right. she runs back to the pawn shop and she's like what did you do to my face and he's like uh I'm not gonna give you a refund because like you know why would I do that and right. um and she's all like well this is ridiculous how about if I if if I somehow find a way to get you the money again you can give me my beauty back and so she runs back to her her up apartment and she grabs all the m- money that she she can find all the jewelry all the expensive stuff and she's a- about to go pawn it when her boyfriend returns and is like who are you creepy old lady that's in my apartment why are you here and she's like hello don't you recognize me and he's like i'm calling the police and so she just pulls out a gun and starts to shoot him <laughs> And he's all like, who it's are answer you? To everything. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, don't you recognize me, lover? I'm the girl of your dreams. <laughs> you found me beautiful once. <laughs> and so she's back at the pawn shop. But she's hiding back where the wife is now, who has now been brought back to full beauty. I don't know how long this lasts. Mm. It seems like if he has to get all yeah. these women to do it, it must last like... I don't know, like a few months. And he has to keep on doing it. The rules are a little willy nilly. Um, right. And this cop comes in with the newspaper and is all like, did you hear about this? This broad is really stupid. She shoots up her boyfriend and then just leaves the gun there with the prince. And she's like, oh, no. And she realizes that if she changes back, she's going to get thrown into prison. So she mm-hmm. just takes the little mold of her head and walks into the city until she runs into her old friend from the streets who bumps into her and her mold just smashes on the on the sidewalk and she's just crying and she's like why don't you watch where you're going you old ugly trifling bitch old old, (laughs) ugly trifling bitch what a line and it just ends with her in the street crying cradling the pieces of her beauty that have you know that's but, you yeah. know, she does still have, like, a banging bod because the body didn't right. seem to age. It was just the face. So maybe she could get work as, like, a body double, you know? She could just do, like... Maybe. So I'd like to see yeah. a, a sequel. I'd like to see how that would go. Maybe she could uh, find work on the female version of Grinder, which because Grinder ah, is yes. just headless torsos. Exactly. So. She'd be fine. Yeah, she'd be like, I'm 21. <laughs> sure. Yes. Can't you see I've, my body? I've dated many, many a headless torso over the years. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> it's always a nice su- surprise once you get there and you're like, ah, what is that? What's happening? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you startled me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect it. The body's and lovely, but who- why? Why is your head why? a gremlin? What happened? <laughs> It was Christopher Walken the whole time, and he had a pumpkin so on his head. Scary. I didn't know. <laughs> it's oh. that's a true tale from the crypt. Oh my god! Yeah, Lord. Uh, well, yes, absolutely. absolutely. The headless torso. Yeah. Uh, oh man, scary. <laughs> so, what is the lesson that she did not learn from this sort of tale? Stop fucking shooting everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, that, that that should be the big takeaway here. Gun control. Now, please. You know. Gun now, control please. now. Think of the children. Uh. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't depend on your beauty forever, y'all. Don't, don't do it. 
you never know when that's going to yeah. smash right in the middle of Fifth Avenue. You just don't know. No, I know. No. I'm about to turn 35, folks, and I'm oh, just waiting no. for the day that you know I'm just going to wake up <laughs> at 35, and my all my hair is going to be gone. I'm going to be, you know, it's just, it's going to happen. Unfortunately, it just time marches on, and yeah, marches all over our face. Isn't that the line from Steel Magnolias or so, something? I don't know. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Poor we thing. It, 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 we, we both had a long day. Long day. Very much so. so uh, yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, but that's basically the moral of the story is, you know, don't. That's the gist. Yeah. Don't depend on that. Cultivate a persona that is kind and caring and not okay. always jumping to shoot them now. <laughs> shoot Just people. Stop yeah. shooting. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it should be uh, pretty obvious, but, you know, some people need to hear this, apparently, because yeah. the the gun crimes are still, you know, crazy and rampant. Mm-hmm. So worse today than they far worse than they were back in the 80s. Absolutely. So. This was ahead yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this this next episode also feels very timely. Like, there's yeah. some kind of reality TV satire in here. Yes. I was like, oh, shit. Absolutely. Interesting. This is um, this might be like possibly the scariest episode of the entire show i think so it wasn't as scary as i remembered it being but there's still moments where it's i was like eerie. okay this is this is this is spooky yeah, yeah there's there's the, 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 yeah absolutely it's it's one of the best absolutely i mean you have just this uh definitive uh lead character like you said who's just an asshole human being everybody fucking hates him absolutely he is just like stomped on all these people who he works with um <laughs> And gets what's coming to him in the end. Yeah. Well, it's it's and it's played yeah. by Morton Downey Jr., who had a a really mm-hmm. horrible show during this time. That was like sort of the Jerry Springer of its time. Really trashy. Ah. And yes. it's interesting. His char- character name is Horton, and I'm mm-hmm. assuming they must have written this with him in mind. And yeah. I don't know if they expected to get him to play the part, but it's a great fit. And honestly, oh, he yeah. does a great job. <laughs> like he's really good in this. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there there are bits of dialogue that where um, they're talking about like specials that he's going to do next, and it's like you know transvestites <laughs> yeah. or like you know uh, people sleeping with Satan, and it's like okay, well this sounds very Jerry Springer, Springer Jason. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, it's really good stuff. Yeah. 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 He's just this was a, a directed by uh, like I said Charlie. Picerni, I believe is his name, maybe Picerni, but I'm going to go with Picerni, uh, who is mostly a stunt performer, so good for him. Um, written by another Stephen Dodd here, so like we said, maybe he did the... We'll figure out before the next yeah. episode what he was doing. Uh, Randall Johnson, or Jansen Johnson, um, wrote The Doors and The Mask of Zorro later in the decade. Wow. Um, and G.J. Pruss, whose only credit is Tales from the Crypt. That's a which, good fucking you're gonna credit, have a credit, man. There you go. Good die. Yeah. I wonder if that was like a... That kind of sounds like a fake name, though. G.J. Yeah. Pruss. Like, maybe it was I'm just like someone else writing under that that's pseudonym. that's Joel Silver under a pseudonym. Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And this aired on July 17th, 1990. So we are officially in the 90s. Oh, I was finally alive. Yay. I was. I was... <laughs> oh yeah, because you were born at the end of eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's crazy, yeah. man. Wow. But yeah, this is a so what's going on? A timeless tale of a timeless. Uh, a sort of trashy, um, tabloidy talk show host who mm-hmm. decides to do a special 
live from a historically haunted house. It's been closed for 10 years now. There was a woman named Alma Ritter who killed all of these boarders at her house because she wanted to steal their money. Um, and I, I think this is based on a true story. I remember reading something about mm. this person. I think it was in like California, like someone, some mm-hmm. woman took in boarders and killed them so she could collect their social security or something. And I think she ba- yeah. buried them in the backyard or something. It was like a whole thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Now that you say that, I also like the way he frames it where he says something like mass murder, suicide. It all happened on this quiet street in the heart of Los Angeles. Like, like, what? <laughs> Is that supposed to be satire? Because, you know, like like, Los in Angeles, Los Angeles, really? there are no quiet streets, <laughs> yeah. but okay. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, what were show me a quiet street in L L yes, LA. And, um, right. he has this producer who he's been sleeping with, um, mm-hmm who is like kind of trying to tell him like some of his stuff is just too much and they need to try to, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe tone it down or do something a little more interesting. And, you know, he's like, well, you're sleeping with me, so you can just like shut your mouth and do what I say. And she's like, screw you, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's like, what you got to have is the killer instinct, you know? And Mm -hmm. so they talk to this uh, like paranormal investigator guy. That's all like, I do believe that horrible things can happen at places where horrible things have happened and I wouldn't even go in there if you paid me and Horton's mm. like okay well you're not going to go in so I'm going to go in like right now and uh, we'll see what happens after the commercial break so they go in there and at first like nothing's really happening it's just like oh they find a rat and he's like ah um, and everyone in the control room is laughing because he's just a joke yeah. everyone thinks he's a blowhard yeah. and he's annoying and right. so whenever right. he's in trouble they're like haha and then all of a sudden, like when they're at commercial, things just start happening that are very strange. Like the chandeliers start to move and there's all these weird sounds and screams and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. and so they they go back from the commercial and they finally show all this stuff happening. And in the control room, pe- people are getting phone calls from the network like this is great. Keep it going. Like the phones are just going nuts and so they keep him in there and they're still like what's going on here like this is bizarre right and right then like at some point he walks into a bathroom and he sees like a corpse in in the bathtub and he's like well what was that and the cameraman's like what i didn't see anything and he's like well just keep on filming you know yeah his first instinct is not really to be like terrified but like just grab the camera and like yeah start filming <laughs> yeah. and then he's like gone <laughs> and so then like you know he's he's going through the whole story about what happened at the place and where bodies were found and stuff. And at a certain point, the, the camera kind of twitches a bit and comes, comes back on and they're like, what's, what's happening here? And he discovers that his cameraman is no longer operating the camera because his camera Mm -hmm. cameraman has somehow been murdered and hung up on the ceiling and mm-hmm. he's being he looks terrible he, he looks absolutely awful he looks like he could use a vacation <laughs> and a scrub like with some seaweed and, a scrub. and yeah um and this this ghost or like zombie looking thing of one of the guys that all all but killed is it's actually the one behind the camera so in death he finally got to live his dream of being a filmmaker which is great um right and so 
Horton's all like, oh, no, this is terrifying. And so he, like, runs into a room and and he and he's like, help me get me out of here. And um, and his producer friend that he's having sex with is like, um, we're going to keep you in here for a little bit longer. The ratings are just too good. We really need you to stay <laughs> in here. You know, got to have that killer instinct, like you said. And he's all like, help me. And then all of a sudden, this woman, I'm assuming is Alma, Alma pops out with a chainsaw <laughs> from the other side <laughs> of the room. And there's like a big chainsaw uh, fight for like five minutes. Yeah. And he's going to that side and this side and d- mm-hmm. ducking. And finally, she corners him right next to a window and chainsaws right through his stomach. And he gets wrapped up mm-hmm. in, in like the, the c- curtains and flies out of the window and just yep. gets hung right on the roof of the house. And he's just just mm-hmm. hanging there. And everyone comes out of the tra- oh. trailer where the control room is. And they're like, oh, wow. Oh, that's that's not good. But it's great for the ratings. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so he got his. He got his. You play around he with tragedy his. and you get burned, kiddo. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Uh, tragedy sells. That's the it other does. moral, I guess. It does. It's, yeah. Trashy, it just tragedy. Feels so, yeah, I mean, it just feels so fucking time, especially due to the writer's strike. There's so many, you know, trashy reality TV shows oh, on the God, air right now. And it's just like, Awful. my God, like, um, it takes me back to like Fear Factor in the early 2000s. This kind of does where it was just, like, just trying to like scare the shit out of people and Fear people Factor. loved it, you know? I had almost forgotten all about that show <laughs> what was it? it was remember the time it was so big so they had to eat bugs and it that was, was always so like, gross. like it, it was, was like so gross. here's a cow's eyeball so you're gonna have sex right. with it it's like oh no i don't want to do that <laughs> is it worth the money i don't know oh <sighs> dignity what's that if you're on a reality tv i guess you've given up on dignity well now way. we have what is it called like the the silver bachelor or the golden bachelor it's like the yeah, older the gold, dude the golden bachelor yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i've seen a little clip and it's very em- embarrassing i've got to say <laughs> it's like there's all these women who are like over 50 60 ish and they're all like hey you yeah. ride me like a like a cowgirl and i'm like this is i'm like grandma you're gonna break a hip don't do it stop doing this it's so embarrassing yeah i mean like all for sexual freedom absolutely or but yeah, just you know have, have a little a little self-dignity here i mean it's, it's <laughs> but not it, on it, national tv <laughs> no no and it drove me a little nuts too because on their like the facebook pages abc i think it was convinced that nobody was going to watch this show so like a lot of their older tv shows they changed the banner to like um, to be gold. No. So they did it for Desperate Housewives. And I'm like, is Desperate Housewives <laughs> coming back? What the fuck? Don't excite me. And I was like, me. no, it's just stupid fucking thing for the Golden Bachelor. Uh, okay. The Golden Housewives. That's what we need. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. something we can all get behind. Bring them back. Absolutely. Bring them back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So basically, well, also, <laughs> the moral is that people that control <laughs> shows like that should end up like Horton at the end end of this yeah they deserve it yeah just absolutely jump out absolutely. of a window after being chainsawed by a ghost zombie lady yeah it's only fitting it yeah. is the the punishment the uh yeah the punishment should fit the crime yes. as they say which is the name of an episode on the show yeah actually it yeah. is it is it is <laughs> yeah and also the theme yeah. of pretty much every episode of the show 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> like uh, now that you mention it, like it really a lot of a lot of uh, really problematic pro- um, protagonists here who yes meet their bloody ends. They're mm-hmm. all pretty much monsters. But see, I think that's what's great is that every character is very unlikable, and yet. I don't think the show itself is promoting them and saying yay for them no. because they don't end up well in the end. None, none of them do. No, they're they're all morality tales. Absolutely. Of like this is if you do bad shit, this is going to happen to you. Yeah. Um, you know, if you step on people and uh, you will probably be punished in the end. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the Crypt Keeper is such an interesting like host because like. He doesn't like necessarily hit you over the head with the moral Mm-mm. at the end, but like, like you can tell he's he's not like a preacher or something, someone who's like, oh, this bad thing is going to happen to you <laughs> if you do this. But he, like he he has this sort of self awareness, like sense of comedy to it all, where it's just like, well, I guess that happened. <laughs> I'll see you later, folks. <laughs> you could say Horton was really well hung. <laughs> right. I right. don't think that's what he actually said, but he could have. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the reboot, like you can. You know? t- you can tell he's not necessarily like judging the people. He's no. just kind of telling the story. You know, yeah. it's like, well, this could happen. Yeah. So watch out. Do what do what you will with this information. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is just the story as presented. Yeah. But yeah. it's up to you to learn from it. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not here to force my agenda onto you because I'm a fucking skeleton. But if they were to reboot this, it should just be like a Gen Zer who's just like so like basically um what happens is like um because this person was really toxic, you're bad people for watching right. this. You're problematic. Right. <laughs> you might have noticed there were girls fighting in this episode. And I don't support that. That's bad. Who wrote that this? That never happened in real life. Steve, did ever, you write this? Ever. I don't like it. <laughs> you need to cut this out. It's really problematic. <laughs> Gah. Why am I on this show? Like, fuck. This is so stupid. <laughs> God. So basically, like, just don't be a piece of shit, okay? <laughs> Fuck. I think this idea has legs. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would, it sounds like Jamie Private School <laughs> girl as the uh, as the host of uh, the show. Oh All my right. gosh, she's such a slut! Like, go my she's god, such a slut. I, I'm so quiche. <laughs> she was not quiche. She's just like a big. Sp- that slut that's all she was and like that's why she died like she's just a stupid bitch (laughs) she was like a hooker she was not a private school girl that's why she had to go sell her beauty like mom just pick me up pick me up mom i don't belong here i'm in a crypt it's really scary there's this guy i think he's gonna like molest me or something it's really frightening he's like made of bones <laughs> he keeps doing these puns it's really freaking me out mom <laughs> i'd watch it i would watch it <laughs> why not i'm also trash but i would watch I'm it. trash too <laughs> yeah i mean that's we're, we're all trash we're all trash down Listeners, here you're probably trash too we say yeah, that with love we, we do just admit it <laughs> Admitting it is the first part that you're going to heal. It's the first sign. Right. Exactly. It's not like you're saying you're a fucking Republican. No, we don't support that. We don't. But no, no. I mean, that's not cool. Please don't do that. Don't do that to yourself or your country. Uh, Well, we had a great idea for one a couple episodes, right? Where we were talking about the political commentator who uh, should get their 
just like the the actor who becomes a conservative pundit. Oh <gasps> yes, yeah, that would make a great one. Yes, like a Christy Swanson type who just like yeah yeah, yeah. oh Kevin good. Sorbo, who's like back in the news yeah. for the first time in about thirty years because he <laughs> yeah, he was like he was like we don't have real men in Hollywood anymore. We have Timothy Ugh. Chalamet who's like a little pussy and that's not a real man. I'm a real man. Like, are you Kevin? Is he forgetting like Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio in the, in the 90s? Like that yeah, was a, a big thing too. He wasn't exactly Mr. Muscle. I know. Like, queen King there. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, Kevin, yeah. just don't speak. I mean. Right. Johnny Depp. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A real man's man. <laughs> a real ma- yeah, a masculine man's man there. <laughs> Lord. <sighs> um. That's fun. That was a good assortment of Absolutely. episodes, I think, yeah. for this first episode. Yeah. It's a little intro. We have such sites to show you. Oh, so many sites. Mm-hmm. Still waiting on that uh, 4K set, which we should are. be here sometime this month. Yeah. Hellraiser. Yeah. You better get here. I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. The, the, the Psycho ones came. I got mine. Yeah, so I got it's yours, beautiful. too. It's such they, a beautiful, beautiful set. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Arrow is just yeah. like doing just the saw... Dark Lord's work. I'm loving it. They are. I just saw Shout Factory is putting out a ring set which i don't know why they're not just putting out <laughs> the ring because i don't give a shit about I these love, other two films. i love how it's not even like the ring and like ring you and ring you too it's like the ring the ring two, both cuts theatrical and unrated and rings right and i know that there's a lid for every pot i don't want to judge you but is anyone dying to see the ring two and rings in 4k anybody really I mean, completion. No one I know. I guess it's nice to have. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to ever see it again. No, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good. Like I don't think that. And the box either. looks more like the Japanese films than the. the I, mean, I don't know. It's they, they. They. I hope they just release the ring at some point, just separately. They probably will about five years down down the road. Where they're like, okay, finally probably. we'll do it. Right, right. I'm trying to hold off or on another... stuff, but I it's just it's the season kind of gets me in the spending oh, yeah. I have, spirit. I just buy everything. I yeah, yeah. If something looks Bad. spooky and and I'm fun, I'll probably buy it. Probably buy it. Sorry, yeah, it's really pathetic because well, like vinegar sy- syndrome yesterday was like we're putting out Mother's Day and rabid grannies. I'm like I can't say no to the rabid grannies. I can't do that. I'm gonna want right. them here with me. I'm gonna want to have a party with the rabid grannies. So I got exactly. it. I bought it. Like a fool. So I bought it. And uh, no regrets. No. No regrets. You know? Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that for me. Cause my birthday is in October. In That's fact, right, this year yeah. it is on Friday the 13th of October. Ooh. Uh, is that the speaking, Taylor Swift release date, perhaps? Um, Maybe. Is that how you're going to spend your birthday? Theaters? Yeah, it is. Mm, wasn't planning on it, but we'll see. You should. You, know? you really should. Maybe I'll go see Exorcist Believer. Oh, we'll I'm so going to see that on Thursday night. And <sighs> I am like... I'm not excited, but I'm kind of excited because I just don't know how bad it's going to be. I know it's going to be Well, you can tell the world next week. I will. Yes. I will. I'll see it so y'all don't have to. (laughs) I'm a giver. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be two more fucking movies, which nobody asked for. Come on. It's like a part of me kind of hopes it'll bomb so they won't do it, but I still think they'll do it anyway because they're like, what else are we going to do? Oh, they're going to do it probably. Yeah, it's... it's... I feel like we're at the tail end of this whole requel era, but yeah. who knows? All the requel trilogies. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. 
Ugh. Exactly. Why? Exactly. I don't know. We can't get Tales from the Crypt on Blu-ray or streaming, but we can have 15 fucking exorcists. Exactly. Um, well, I have a quick Overlook gem, and because we're talking about TV stuff this week, oh. um, this is a little TV episode for Overlook gem. Mm. Uh, it is one that I know we both love. Um, we already talked about Are You Afraid of the Dark earlier. Oh, okay. This is a great one for Halloween season. It is the Midnight Madness. <gasps> so scary. Beautiful. Such a scary, so scary episode. That traumatized me as a yeah. kid. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Fucking creepy. Um, it features the strange Dr. Vink, who appears many times throughout the series. He's recurring. Um Yes. And uh he shows up to save this condemned Rialto movie theater. Um by but he's only gonna do this if they show his own personal horror film to the audience so there's if i recall the lead characters are um ushers right they well they work for the mm-hmm. movie theater there yes, and uh they show the horror film and things go crazy because it's this sort of Nos- nosferatu-esque uh silent movie and um Things just go from bad to worse. I don't know. It's just, a, yeah. it's, it's crazy, but it's a great time. The, the setting is great with the movie theater. The uh, Nosferatu-esque vampire character is as creepy as fuck. For, especially for Are You Afraid of the Dark, oh, it was even, even creepier. Terrifying, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, it's 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 still got some playful fun to it at times, but it's just, it's definitely one of the creepier episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark and a great one for Halloween season. So yeah, it's, it's, break it's, it's kind of like popcorn meets demons. Cause like he comes out of the screen yeah. and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. He comes out of the screen. It's really mm-hmm. neat. Yeah. Definitely Good one of stuff. the iconic episodes. One and of it's faves. the series. Like I said, folks, if you don't have the DVDs is streaming on Paramount plus mm-hmm. maybe Amazon too. I can't remember. I mean, I know you can buy it, but um, yeah, it's worth it. So uh, that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out this Halloween season and beyond. That is a great recommendation, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. I, I spent all of uh, five minutes before we started recording <laughs> thinking about what would be a good choice for this episode. Well, yeah, picked a winner. Well, it's a good uh, Yeah. All right, folks. Well, we still got, you know, a couple weeks left of October to bring you more episodes. And uh, it's going to be fun. That's right. Said, uh, let us know your favorite episodes. Maybe yeah. we will cover one of them. Or maybe we'll make fun of you because we're like, we hate that episode. If one of you maybe. says yellow, you're out. That is the worst episode. <laughs> you're, you're it's so boring. <laughs> I don't know what Robert Zemeckis was thinking, but it's just like, oh Ugh. God, it's a snoozer. Yeah. I never understood yeah. that one. I was like, why? It's not scary. It's know. not creepy. It's not funny. It's just... Yeah it's like what what is this but sometimes you got to have like a couple of really bad ones because they make the really good ones seem even better that's true. you know you, you watch it and you're like wow this is really bad but this other one was just amazing and right. like high art compared mm-hmm. to this so there yeah. you go yeah you can follow us folks as always facebook x slash twitter x twitter i guess that's what i'll call it from now on and uh that hohh podcast on there we're also on instagram Homos and Haunted Hill. We're not on threads. No. We're not on TikTok. No. 
there's something called blue sky. I guess that's a thing too. We're not there. What is that? (laughs) Blue sky. I can go outside and see that. I don't need that. I can see the blue sky. Yeah. Come on. I don't need a social media platform for that. Okay. (laughs) Do y'all just appear in the blue sky if I have it like that baby from the Teletubbies or something? Like I don't know how this works. (laughs) Now that's that's a horror story right there. That's really scary. (laughs) (laughs) Makes my skin crawl. Someone shut that baby up. That's even too scary for Crypt Keeper. I know. You know. He wouldn't even go there. He'd be like, ah, yeah. it's a baby. Ah, <laughs> oh, Crypty. Uh, yeah. So we will tell you next weekend what we're going to be covering, what episodes are next, so you have enough time to watch them if you would like. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, you know, stay spooky, kitties. Yeah. Keep it spooky. Goodbye.